Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey guys, what's going on? You're back for another episode of Cuckoo with Coco. I'm forgetting what numbers they are, so I think it's 23, 24. We'll find out later. But um, let's jump into it. Got a couple stories I want to tell, legit like two stories I want to tell you, that made me laugh. One has to do with Laura, who I speak to kind of on a daily slash weekly basis. Uh, She made me laugh one day after work, though, because with everything going on right now, work has been very intense, and now they're adding precautions for employees now, which means that now employees are going to be tested, I believe, twice a week from now until, like, June 9th is what I heard so far, or it's going to start June 9th. I don't know. But in any case, your girl's going to get tested, and if I have it, I don't know what happens then. But I've been good so far with everything. I wash my hands, stay six feet apart, keep masks on my face, even though I already have asthma, so I can't breathe as it is. So yeah, let's add another piece of fabric over my face. (laughs) So the story having to do with Laura has to do with a mispronunciation of a popular spice that is used. She's going to laugh when she hears this because I almost crashed my car when I was laughing at it. And of course, I told my mom, so my mom already knows this story. So basically, we were talking about fast food, and one day I got in Taco Bell for lunch, and I told her about it, and I said, dude, Taco Bell was delicious. They have this chicken power bowl thing that's supposed to make you feel healthier and make you not feel as bad about eating fast food, but I felt bad anyway. So she told me that when Wendy's brought back the spicy chicken nuggets is when they won in the fast food chain, and I was like, I feel like Wendy's is my go-to all the time. Because supposedly it's supposed to be healthier for you. I don't really think so, but whatever. Not my call. I don't work there. I don't make the nuggets. Whatever. So we were talking about how spicy nuggets are so good. Anything spicy I think is really good. But um, the spicy chicken nuggets are on the tops on their menu. So she said, yeah, they're really good. And the way they're mixed with the Kanye pepper. And I was just like, wait. Do you mean cayenne pepper? And she said, what did I say? And I said, you said Kanye. And like I said, I almost swerved and crashed my car because it was hysterical. I've never heard something so silly in my entire life. And that's when we decided that her new phone, her new name in my phone is Kanye Pepper. So anybody who sees her or listens to this and knows her, tell her what her new nickname is and tell her it's Kanye Pepper. (laughs) I think that's really funny. I'm probably the only one that's going to laugh at that, but I think that's really funny. Anyway, he had to be there, I guess. But how do you mess up Kanye and Cayenne? Because Kanye didn't invent chicken nuggets. And then I wonder who invented the first chicken nugget. That's what's on my mind. In any case, probably not something I should be thinking about during a pandemic. But if it's distracting enough to help you laugh and get you through your day, someone tell me who invented the first chicken nugget. You can reach me on all my social medias. Mostly people who listen to me 
follow me on Facebook or Instagram anyway. And now I'm trying to decide if I want to make my Instagram public so that people can follow me and find me easier. Because I'm sure it's like a whole big thing when you want to request to follow somebody on Instagram. I don't like to do it. So (laughs) I hate it. Another good story I have. Actually, it's three stories. So it's not a couple. It's a few. And that's what I remember from elementary school, middle school. When do they tell you what's the difference between a few and a couple? Anyway, who cares? If you know the answer, give me a shout. Anyway, so my grandmother, I was talking to her last week. We were texting and stuff, and she always finds these silly, inane ways to make me laugh, which is also another distraction from this stupid shit going on. She told me, I sent her some stuff for Mother's Day, and I know this is a delayed episode, but this was supposed to be after Mother's Day, but it doesn't matter. Not important. I'm just pointing out stupid facts now. So I sent my grandmother edible arrangements, because I know she likes them. I sent her a small little bouquet of chocolate-covered strawberries. Some of them were white chocolate, some of them were milk chocolate, and the white chocolate-covered ones had um, sprinkles on them. So I sent her those. And she said, oh, and I spruced it up and I got her a, uh, what is it? Like caramel corn. They give you a bag of caramel corn, but you pay extra for it. It's not complimentary. So I hooked it up for Mother's Day because, you know, I haven't been the greatest with gifts lately, but I'm getting there. I'm getting better. So she told me that she broke her tooth, broke her tooth halfway through the day when she received said Mother's Day gift. So I said, all right, so I really need to know how she did this. So I said, so how did you do that? And she said that she was, she'd eaten something and she was using a toothpick, which throughout my childhood, I've always seen her with a toothpick. I don't know where she's storing them in her purse. I don't know if she has some special pocket for them, but this is what's happening. She uses a toothpick. She said that she picked it like something and her tooth broke in half or the crown came out or something. But what she clearly stated was that she broke her tooth. She didn't say I popped a crown or whatever. So I said, okay, how hard were you going with this toothpick? <laughs> she says to me, which I don't think is quite the brag she thinks it is, but she said that the crown she had in was in there before my mother and my aunt were born. Now, My grandmother is in her 70s, and my mother is 50. Anyway, she's going to kill me for saying that, but they're not youngins. None of them are. Neither am I. But she bragged about it. As if that was, I think some people think that that's awesome. I'm trying to figure out what kind of strength and force she put behind that toothpick that broke that tooth tooth in half. (laughs) I'm laughing at my own... uh, idiocy over not being able to pronounce a word tooth (laughs) so that's my second story for you silly little stories to start this because i know the rest of it is going to be more silly so my third story which is probably going to piss some people off because it did on facebook because i posted it on facebook because the audacity of people to say certain things drives me nuts i couldn't believe she said it to me never mind out loud so i work with this woman in the nursing admin department. She's actually in the staff development portion, but she's in, she sits behind me. She sits at the desk behind me. And if anybody remembers a story from Facebook, I didn't name names on Facebook either, so nobody knows who it is. So she asked me if I ate Corazo, Coruzo. That's how she was pronouncing it. So then she says, Corizo. So I said to her, do you mean Chorizo? And she goes, oh, come on, say it with Amer- with an American accent. And I was like, no, and just kept going about my day. And I just looked. I wanted to be like, 
you know, that's kind of, I'm not even insulted by it. I just think it's really ignorant that you wouldn't try and say it the right way the first time or be upset with me for saying it the right way the first time. Because if you don't know how to say it, I think you shouldn't ever buy it or try and cook it. You can order it, learn how to say it though. But like, I would never say something like that to anybody, to anybody about anything. Like, why would you say, oh, say it with an American accent? What the hell does that even mean? Everybody has different accents because everybody's from a different part of America. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? So everybody got in an uproar on Facebook. And I was like, wow, I've never gotten so many reactions on anything in my entire life. But that was really funny that she said to me to say it with an American accent. I was like, I can't even be insulted because that's so stupid to say to somebody. When you know America's like the melting pot and everybody says shit differently. What the fuck is chorizo, by the way? What is chorizo? <laughs> I don't know what chorizo is. I know what chorizo is because yo soy Latina. But like, everybody relax because it's chorizo. I'll help you. Roll your R's, okay? And you'll get it and you'll be fine. Now, those are my few stories to make us have a silly, silly time. But I wanted to transition to something more serious. Like, people not paying attention to details anymore. So the one thing I'm consistently seeing still, which I know I brought up before, but it's like, we've got nothing but time. So learn how to fix this. So my issue is people still don't know how to park between lines. Like, just park your car straight. Why is it crooked in the one spot? I'll never understand that part anyway. I, I, I don't know why when we have time to move our cars correctly. Just fix it. It's, it just baffles me that we're still parking wrong. Like, look up a video on YouTube because everybody seems to be looking up videos on YouTube about everything, including cutting their own hair. And if you do that, I'm telling you, unfriend me now. <laughs> I will not look through your sad-ass picture that you post on social media because you don't listen to people who have to do it in the first place. How's that? How's that for chorizo? <laughs> Actually, the equivalent of cutting your own hair is like you saying the word chorizo to me and me staring at you blankly. That's what a home haircut looks like. If you need help, freaking I'll help you. Zoom me. I will show you what you need to do. I've helped plenty of people buy supplies now. I point them in the right direction of what to buy. I've helped, I've helped a mom out. I've helped um, my mother out because apparently she was doing home haircuts until stuff started opening up because she lives in Florida now. So everything's opening up. Now, when I get asked silly questions, like my friend Ellie asked me yesterday, she asked me what the difference was in cutting her hair with house scissors and actual haircutting shears. And I said, well, what's the difference between split ends and a nice trim? And I think that answered her question because I pointed her to the direction of a website where she could buy $10 shears. So buy them $10 shears, Zoom me, or FaceTime, and I'll show you the right way. Because supposedly what you're supposed to do now is you cut vertically, not horizontally, if you're trying to survive this shit. But anyway, so... People have been also talking about what they're going to do when they come out of quarantine. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to wait. That's what I'm going to do. When this quarantine is over, I'm going to sit my fat behind on like a beach chair on a, on the lawn and I'm going to watch people. Actually, I'm not even going to go outside. Scratch that. I'm going to sit. I'm going to park a chair in front of the window and I'm going to look outside from the second floor window of the house. And I'm just going to look outside and see what happens because I'm going to be the astronaut that waits before taking off their helmet. Like, you know how in sci-fi movies, like one of my favorite movies is Alien Covenant. Or is it Prometheus? I think it's Prometheus. 
Anyway, those alien ones, the remakes are bomb also. So in Prometheus is when they find this alien spaceship and (laughs) for some reason, I don't know why people just assume to take their helmet off, but sci-fi movies always start this way. There's always people that are too overzealous and too trigger happy with taking the helmet off. So I'm going to be the one that just chills. But the, the they go into the, the unidentified flying object and they assess the air, I guess. I don't know what machinery they had with them or what tool, but they were like, oh, it's oxygen. And they decide to take their helmets off. And the one chick is like, how do you know? And then she like waits. That's going to be me. That's going to be me when people are coming out of quarantine. Also, another alien movie where this is relevant is Alien Covenant. When they go on the planet, I forget what it's called. Who cares? It has like similar atmospheric qualities to Earth. And instead of them going to the original plan, they all decide they're going to try and, you know, populate this planet or whatever. So they go there, they land. Nothing but problems. But before they get to the problems... They find that it's safe to breathe the air. So they they take off their helmets. And this one guy is with uh, this botanist or chemist or whatever she does. She's biologist, whatever. She's studying the different properties. She's picking up grains and stuff. She's testing the soil. She wants to see if it's like able to, you know, produce crops and shit. And her homie that's with her sits down. Actually, he he's sitting with her. He gets bored. He gets up. He's like, I have to take a piss. Walks away. Never stray far from your party, okay? Never. To go take piss, standing there, steps on whatever looks like some eggshells on the ground, fucking black dust pops up and goes like, what, into his ear? Yeah. It freaking, some DNA looking ugly shit, black particle, whatever, floats up through the air. And did he sit? I think he was sitting when it happened because he wanted to get away from her because he was bored, which I would want to do too because I don't want to watch science shit. So gets up. Particles float up into his ear. I'm trying to put this together. This is really bad. I'm so sorry. So the particles float up into his ear and embed themselves in his ear and it's over. And I'm like, see? It's why I'm waiting to come out of quarantine. You don't know what's in the air. You don't know what's in the air. I have allergies. I apologize for the sniffling. But anyway, I gotta say though, why do they make Fassbender, who is the most beautiful man ever, evil in all these alien reboots? He was freaking demonic as shit. He was the worst AI they had. He fucking killed everybody pretty much in the first, in Prometheus. Then Alien Covenant, they have David. I think Michael was the first one, I don't remember. But David is the better version who tries to be nice and shit. And then of course he meets Michael or whatever his first name was. Who the hell knows? Or David was the bad one. I don't know. Either way, they get into this battle of the twins shit, and he ends up sneaking, spoilers, he ends up sneaking back with these people after he mimics the injuries of the other one. It is a fucking mess, but stop messing with Michael Fassbender because he's fucking beautiful. Anyway, I've also seen that people lately are posting this meme, which is kind of really stupid. Like, it makes me laugh because I feel like people don't understand anatomy anymore. And that's just a little bit of context because the way I understand it, a nose and a penis are two different things. That's a little more backstory for you. So here's the setting for this. I think there's an improper comparison of nose to dicks, and here's why. People are posting a meme out there that says your nose hanging out of your mask is the same as your dick hanging out of your pants. And I have to say, no, it isn't. (laughs) No, it isn't. Of course, it's improper behavior with what we're doing. So, okay, that makes sense to me. You don't sniff with a penis, okay? So don't try and tell me 
that a nose coming out of a mask is the same as a dick being out of someone's pants. Because noses and dicks don't look the same, and they don't have the same function or purpose on a body. So that's two things, and I don't... Apparently, though, let's, let's just go here. Apparently, nuts have taste buds. Google it, YouTube it, whatever. Look it up. Apparently, it's a thing. I don't know about it. Someone told me about it on Facebook, and I'm going to tell you right now, I don't give a shit either. <laughs> I don't care about that either. What I do care about is that let's go back to biology class or anatomy or the section of anatomy, which is fun, which I liked studying anatomy. I thought it was the coolest shit ever because I like learning about the different parts of the body. But I have to tell you, dicks and noses are not the same. If you want to compare things the way they should be, maybe just say that noses out of masks just make things worse. <laughs> like if a dick is out of someone's pants, they're getting arrested. Are you getting arrested if your nose is out of your mask? No. So that's also silly. Okay. Because penis out of the pants equals police coming to get you. Okay. Police are coming to get you because you're a flasher now. I'm not getting arrested if my nose is out of my mask, which it never is because I have asthma. Again, compromised immune system. So what I would like you guys to say is, Something different. Someone make some other thing. Someone, or just stop posting that meme everywhere. Because that shit makes no sense. I know a couple of you have done it. And it was, oh, that's so silly. (laughs) But people are still walking around out there with no masks. And no cop is pulling up on them like, excuse me, sir. I can see your face. Like, (laughs) like, are we being for real? Being for real. Because a flasher and a nose being out, come on, guys, you guys are better than that. You guys have better comedy than that. This shit is just ridiculous now. We're just finding any excuse to make people feel silly for not having their whole face in their mask. Just say, you know, your nose not in a mask is like your nose not in a mask. Like, compare those things. Or, you know, put facts up. Anyway, really stupid of you guys to be posting that. It still makes me giggle, just stop already. Now... What else? Everything else I've been getting involved in has to do with Netflix. Netflix, TikToks, like I said before. Now, I just have to tell you that on Netflix, I watched Waco. And I have to say, I've sympathized with the cult people. And, you know, I didn't think it was going to start that way. I thought these guys were some batshit crazy Bible thumpers. And then, you know, you find out that it's from the perspective of two people who survived the whole massacre shit. And it was like, what did the government really even do in this situation? Like, I don't mean to question it that hard, but I do have to tell you, it didn't look right at all. It didn't look like what should have been happening. Like, there wasn't any actual real investigating done. Like, there was just the, you know, they purchased a lot of firearms and stuff, and I guess they viewed it as terrorist stuff, and then they said the kids were being abused and such, but no real investigation was done into that. Like, no real investigation was done into the abuse, said abuse of the children. Like, they were just trying to live their lives. They were protecting themselves from the outside world because what they believed and what the government and everyone else believed was two different fucking things. Like, it's so strange that I feel this way about this because I swear I didn't go into this thinking that I would come out like that. I didn't think that I would be like, holy shit, they're going to kill everybody in there. Like, everybody burned alive. Spoiler alert. If you hadn't seen it, just watch it already. Um, That and, you know, the fact that he, you know, okay, let me take a step back because I don't condone what he did with the younger women. I don't condone what he did with the men's wives that he just thought he was just going to take whoever he wanted. And there was one part where David Koresh's first wife was like, approached the second wife, who was the daughter on Ozark, apparently. 
um, the girl, the blonde haired, curly girl hair, whatever, curly haired girl, whatever. She, um, she actually fell in love with Rory Culkin's character and actually wanted to be with him. And then he realized he was a newcomer to their group. So he realized that she was married to the prophet David Koresh, whatever. And David Koresh was like, they're going to come after me and they're going to take my wife and my kid. So you need to marry her, which would have been nice if she was all his, like his is in Rory Culkin's. But here's my issue. The fact that the first wife said that she had a dream about her husband marrying another woman. No, you didn't, bitch. No, you didn't. Are you just saying these things? Because that's what your religion expects of you? Like, multiple wives and stuff? And like, isn't that like a Mormon thing anyway? I feel like so many religions were combined in this. I have no idea. (laughs) But anyway. Also, with these portrayals of psychos, they need to stop making them look so good. Because let me tell you what. Joe, Joe Goldberg, and freaking you. Oh my goodness. David Koresh was played by Taylor Kish. Oh my goodness. Stop making us fall in love with these psychos. They had Zac Efron played Ted Bundy. Are you crazy? (laughs) I felt bad for Ted Bundy. That's nuts because he killed women, like sexually assaulted and killed women. How do I feel bad for Zac Efron's character? You know why? Because it's Zac goddamn Efron. Anyway. So I want to get into the last portion that I want to transition into has to do with Mother's Day. And I want to, you know, give a late shout out to all the mamas, 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 like Outcast says. My mother in particular, I want to, you know, say happy Mother's Day to her because I love her very much. And um, uh, she is my number one cheerleader, as I said on Facebook. And she's always pushing me to do better. She's always pushed me to be better. And I love her very much. And I wanted to discuss what I was not happy about that I heard on Friday. But to give a little backstory, you never expect a little girl to be as honest as she is. And I have to say that my sister Beats was very honest about what happened. She texted me to let me know that she told the story about when she was younger, stating that Her and my brother, Will, were playing by the pool, and it just so happened that Will pushed her into the pool, and she, quote-unquote, almost drowned, which she didn't, because everybody hopped into action to try and get her out of the pool. And she said to my mother that she would never have done that to her kids. So, of course, my mother, being who she is, uh, got stone-cold silent on her. (laughs) So my sister texted me, and she goes... I said something and made mom mad. She gave me the whole context of the story like I just gave you. And she said, she's not talking to me. I think she's mad. And I said, well, that's because you're fucking spoiled. (laughs) I said, you're spoiled, dude. I was like, you're being like, you just don't understand the life you had. Okay. You had a different life than what I had. Like you, you don't understand what parenting is like. You'll, you won't get it until you're a parent. I'm not a parent. But I've raised four children. I've raised all four of my siblings. Two at a time, if I may add. And those of you who've been in my life long enough know that that's the shit. That that is exactly what has exactly happened. Like, I'm not lying at all. So I told her, I was like, listen, you guys are so spoiled. You don't even understand what you have. You don't even understand what you grew up with. And then I explained to her that... You don't have to understand why mom did what she did because Beats asked me, well, why was it that she yelled at me and like made me go to bed or lay down or whatever? Because, you know, my mom was older when she had the last set of twins. And I'm guessing at that point, you have to be, from what I've 
read in psychology books and what I've studied in school and such is you get to a point when you're raising kids that it gets exhausting after a while and it's somewhat miserable sometimes and she's allowed to have those feelings and so is every mother. Every mother's allowed to have those feelings. So like I said, if you're going through this now and you need a mental health check, you can always reach out to me. Like I said, on all my social media, I'm here for everybody. I'm not a therapist, but I'm very good. I'm a very good listener. And if you want someone to help and you want to vent to somebody, let me know. Hit me up. But as I was saying, my mother was raising a lot of kids by herself. Not technically not by herself, but for the most part, it was on her because she was the, the alpha adult. <laughs> So explain to my sister, there comes a certain point when you get so frustrated with raising a kid that you don't know what to do. So sending them to bed is like the best option for them so that you can have a cool down minute and figure out how you're going to handle the situation. Now, when there's twin girls running around screaming their heads off all the time and one of them falls in the pool and starts screaming and crying, that that's the end all be all for a minute and you need a minute to unwind. So you get the kid out of the pool, you make them go lay down for a second. So you have a reset You can reset your whole view for a second. And there may have been yelling. She may have yelled. I don't remember. But if if I was there and I don't remember, not because I wasn't trying to remember. It's not because I'm trying to leave anything out. But it's because I legit do not remember because these kids were always running around screaming. (laughs) But uh, so I'm going to explain to you my childhood because... Before Will and Grace, it was just me and my mother. Now, Will and Grace was the first set of twins to come into our lives. This has to do with the Beats story. I'm getting to it. So Will and Grace were the first set of twins. Now, I didn't have to share my mother with anybody until those two came into the world. And let me tell you, I loved them with my whole heart as soon as they were born. They were born early, born five months premature. My mother and I spent months in the ICU when I was out of class anyway, when I was out of school, because I was in middle school at the time. And uh, we used to be at NYU on East 34th Street, I believe. And we were always there. We were always in the ICU. We were always by their side, just to let them know that someone was there. So uh, we did that. I was 11. So my mom didn't really have anybody to help her. Uh, So I was it. So at 11 years old, I was raising two babies. While my mother worked four to twelves, is what they call it in cop speak, which is basically when I came home from school, the babies were passed off to me, and then I had them for the rest of the night until my mother got home at midnight. That was every, every night. We lived in a one-bedroom apartment in Manhattan. When Will and Grace were born, I moved out into the living room to sleep on a futon, and the cribs were in the bedroom with my mother. So, in comparison, I have done a lot more at 11 then my sister has done a 13, which is not anything negative against her. It's just showing the character building of me and the fact that she did not have to deal with any of that at her age. So she should be more grateful towards my mother. So my, I to explain to my sister that she just needs to understand the difference in how I grew up and how she grew up and understand that she didn't have to do anything that I had to do when I was 11. And that's the truth. And you can ask anybody who knows me. I've been raising kids. I was raising kids for like over a decade. I started raising Will and Grace when I was 11 and started raising Abby and Addie when I was 16. So I've been raising kids a very long time. So I explained to her, anytime you speak to mom, the way you speak to mom, filter it. Because not everything you say is appropriate and not everything you say is funny. And I explained to her that at 13, I was raising two babies in Middletown at this point, oh, like an hour and a half away from my mother. 
And I have another story. The first summer, I believe. I think it was the first summer. First summer I lived in Middletown was when we had that crazy big blackout. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but it was in 03, I believe. Uh, over the summer, there was that blackout. And I, I was by myself in the house with Will and Grace, as I usually am. And as I usually was that summer. Because again, it was just me and my mother. So... As usual, my mom got mandated to stay down in the city because she had to work and we had no power in the house. So the landline was the only thing that worked. We figured that out because, you know, cell towers were out and cell phones, I don't think, were as popular in 2003 as they are now. So the signals weren't strong or anything. So my mom had called her friend Michelle, who lives in Rockland County, so like 45 minutes away from us, to see if she could come get me. So by the time any of that happened, I had to pack up bags like overnight bags for myself and two babies at 13. You think my sister could probably do that now? Probably not. Again, not a slight against her, but she didn't have to do what I had to do, which is why I'm so tough. (laughs) But by the time I had gotten all the bags and everything together, the power came back on. So I immediately called my mother and told her to tell Michelle that she didn't have to come because we had power. Again, another survival thing where I was by myself with the kids and the power was out. (laughs) But in any case, I love my mother. I'd do anything for her. And I believe that, you know, her bringing those kids into our lives was character building for me because now, you know, I'm ready for when I have my kid. I know what's going to happen. I know what I'm going to do. I know what parent I'm going to try and be. And uh, I loved raising them. That was like the best part of my life. Um, And we still speak every day. We FaceTime a lot. Uh, We play video games every so often. Me and Beats, anyway. Addison's doing our own thing. Um, But I love everybody. I love all of them. They're crazy and kooky and whatever. And Will was my favorite. (laughs) But now he's a big pain in the ass, as most teenage boys are. And, you know, Beats and Dee, you know, they're growing into their own personalities. And it's really nice. It's really cool to get to be a part of. Um, If you haven't figured out, I'm very family-oriented. But as I was saying before, I just wanted to give you guys a little insight as to something I dealt with that, you know, made me realize the, you know, the importance of family and, you know, appreciate Mother's Day and appreciate all moms and such. And I appreciate all my mom friends out there. I love all of them. Alicia, Alex, Stephanie. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting some people. Um, all the fur mommies out there, you know, the ones that have cats and dogs and stuff. Those things are important too. And the upcoming mommies. Oh my God. And... Christina and Cooper, congratulations on her first Mother's Day. And, you know, uh, I love everybody and, you know, happy Mother's Day. And I hope everybody got some laughs out of this. And if you didn't, you know, I'll try harder next episode. <laughs> but in any case, anytime you're listening to this, guys, I hope you, uh, you know, find me funny or entertaining somewhat, even if you don't laugh. But uh, yeah, um, we're going to continue to grow this thing and tell your friends, tell their friends, tell everybody's friends, tell your mother's friends, your barber's friends. Well, barbershops are closed, so don't tell your barber's friends. Um, And uh, I'll see you next time. I'll see you next week. Working on some stuff, working on more notes to be uh, more consistent with these. Sorry, I fell behind. But uh, picking it back up. And I hope anytime you're listening to this, you're having a cuckoo day. Love you guys. See you next time. Bye.